the red corner. Welcome back, your podcast champion, the Shout Out Fight Podcast. Dude, how was that for an intro? Welcome back, fight friends, to the Shout Out Fight Podcast. Obviously, I'm starting to learn how to use a little bit of my equipment here. Uh, so that was fun, hey? That was fun. Problem for you guys is I have clinical ADD. It's going to be real hard not to push all these fun buttons. There's a one, two, three, four, five. There's eight, and then there's also uh, eight buttons and like eight different sort of folders, so I could have 64 different whatever I want. <laughs> I'll try my best not to touch the buttons. Uh, okay, guys, it is Friday, March 31st in Calgary. Beautiful day today. This is our second podcast of the week. I tried to fit in three uh, this week. I just couldn't make it happen. Uh, in this one, we have Rob from Turkey and Pistols. Now, you guys hear me talk about Turkey and Pistols all the time. And for phenomenal reason. Let's start with the shirts. Uh, the shirts are unbelievably popular. And I, I, I couldn't be more thankful to the fans, you guys, as well as Rob. Um, Rob used to do t-shirt designs for a lot of different... He doesn't necessarily as much anymore, but he used to do a lot of t-shirt designs for a lot of different companies. And I loved his... Uh, I don't know how to say it, like simplicity, like not, not overly simple, but man, I, it, today's clothing looks like fishing tackle, whether it's tie boxing gear or just shirts that you wear out, just shit's getting crazy. <laughs> so I'm not that kind of guy. I used to be when I was a young brash peacocking man, but that's not me anymore. And uh, so the, the simplicity of Rob's design, exactly like you see on the podcast shirts, is exactly what I like. And clearly everybody else, they're super popular. Besides that, uh, the website, you know, the shoutoutpodcast.com. Please make sure you visit. But uh, really, that's Rob. I, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. The logo, pretty sweet logo. Yeah, that's Rob. <laughs> so Rob at Turkey and Pistols, he, he is a massive reason this podcast is what it is. Like, and I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying that to, you know, pump my buddy's tires. It's, I'm being real. Uh, yeah, Turkey and Pistols. So a longtime martial artist, and he's, he's definitely in the fight game ish, but, but not like we normally, the fighter, the coach or whatever, or even the student really. But, uh, he's always mixed and, and you're hearing this, been involved in the fight world forever. And, uh, uh, Rob does, I'll tell you what, before we get to Rob, before anything else happens, if you like this fun little podcast of mine, especially that killer intro today, come on, that was fun. Uh, please make sure you hit the like button and, uh, you know, make sure you share the podcast. Anybody at all that you meet eyes with, I can guarantee will allegedly love this podcast. So make sure you share it with them and make sure they like it. And oh, it would just be an awesome fight-like party. We'll love it. Um, and of course, as always, be a real one. Uh, like my friend B. Kong, because only the real ones subscribe uh, to the show. Uh, let me try that again. The Shout Out Fight Podcast. Please like, please share, please subscribe. And of course... Hit us with a five-star review. Now, hold on, Jason. Let's hold up on that five-star review. Let's see what you got to say. <laughs> got one for you. <clears throat> I got a poem for you. Not even the same poem from last time. Brand new. Made it up at lunchtime. Uh, while my kid's watching Ninja Turtles, asking me a million questions because he's on spring break. While my wife's trying to make lunch and asking me some questions as well. My uh, beautiful mind grabbed a thought. And here's what came out. <clears throat> As the seasons change and we enter the spring, fight fans around the world rejoice and sing. Fights here, fights there. How can I keep track? Well, I kind of can't, and that's a fact. 
with all these events coming so fast. All right, all right. Enough of that shit. Let's get to the Shadow Fight podcast. Pew, 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 pew. I probably could have hit the button. I just not, I don't know how it works. I, it was working when I started it. Now it's not. So, boom, there you go. I'll have to get a bombshell sound thing. But uh, there you go. That's worth five stars, right? That is a five-star poem made over Cheetos macaroni while I'm eating chicken and rice. And people are asking me questions. Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. All right. <laughs> Come on now. I'm just, I'm just having fun. But listen, hit us with a five-star review. The last one was, uh, uh, you know, one of Canada's best of all time. This one comes with a sweet poem. And I'm hoping on Monday we get to do the first ever, uh, I'll see if I can make it work. Video podcast, but podcast regardless, with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Vinny Shorman. I'd really like that. That's worth five stars for sure. If not, you know, 45 stars. All right, guys. Enough of that five-star silliness. Um, before we get into the actual podcast, I want to start doing this in the intros. Real quick, I don't want to make them forever, but my student, student of the podcast, Mighty Mason. I'm sure I've mentioned him before, but uh, he's part of our junior fight team under Chris McMillan. And uh, I, I just, I'm just so impressed with this kid. He's always coming. He, he just recently fought on the Muay Thai World Cup Junior Show. And uh, uh, he's going to be going for the WBC Nationals, which we'll talk about in a sec. Just, just living in the gym, always smiling, training hard. Uh, um, and this kid's like, what, 10, maybe a nine or 10, no, no older than 10 for sure. And even then uh, it's spring break where we're at and they were doing, uh, Chris was holding like a little sort of junior fight camp for spring break during the daytime. And again, I saw all these kids and Chris and some adults running yesterday. And if, if I recall, I believe the front of the pack was mighty Mason. And if he wasn't, that's what I saw when I drove by. So we'll just say it is anyway. So my student of the podcast goes to a uh, mighty Mason once again, just, uh, it's rare to see that sort of work ethic and joy in Muay Thai from somebody who's, well, just period. <laughs> but, uh, but from somebody who's like 9, 10 years old. Uh, what a treat to have in the gym. If all adults in my gym had a little piece of Mighty Mason, we would be world champions. We would be intergalactic world champions, and we would all be happy about it. So shout out to you, Mighty Mason. I want to give a couple rap... Uh, uh, a couple of rapid shout-outs as well. Let's do this on this part. So Robert Turkey and Pistols. Obviously, this is his podcast. I can't thank him enough just for his advice on uh, everything from the podcast to beer to life. Big, uh, I love that guy. My wife, happy birthday, Mrs. Shout-out podcast. It was her birthday yesterday, so I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Flores and Pine Restaurant out in Bears Paw from Calgary. Very fancy restaurant. It was nice. It was wonderful. My kid liked it. Uh, yeah, cool place. So... Uh, Happy birthday, Mrs. Shadow Podcast. Uh, me and the Cub would be dead in a ditch without you. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout-out to James. I, I gave him a shout-out last time as well, but we're doing it again. Uh, James, who was at the fight card, I just don't want to use last names. People don't always want that. But uh, it, was, it was nice to meet you, sir, and uh, just, you know, keep, keep chit-chatting back and forth about fights and life itself. I want to give a shout-out to Taylor McClatchy, um, coming and doing the podcast, and, and really, well, if I'm being real, her podcast is really sort of pumped up the tires of the podcast. I'm getting way more engagement. I'm starting to see some prior downloads as well. Um, so some older shows, the numbers are going up. So I'm assuming we're getting some new fans. I really thank you a lot for that, guys. I promise this uh, this hobby of mine is just it's just the best. It's I just love doing it. Nobody pays me for this. And who cares? I just love doing this. Uh, Kyle Messenger. Um, I felt like I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the one on Monday talking to Taylor, uh, doing a podcast with Taylor. But uh, I felt like me and Kyle... Kyle Messenger was my broadcast partner, uh, commentary partner for the Muay Thai World Cup on the 25th. 
and uh, everything meshed real easy. Sometimes, and he said it too, it does take us almost half a night sometimes to sort of figure out when each other's going to, you know, stop a sentence and, and you continue on or ask a question or, you know, I, I admit, sometimes I'm so in the fights that Kyle asks me something and I have no idea he even said anything. So I kind of look like a jerk. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, buddy. But listen, this one was a good one. I felt like uh, we meshed really good and uh, that was a fun one. I felt confident and uh, Kyle was a big part of that. Uh, shout out to Yuki from Boss Muay Thai out east, a uh, fan of the show and... Um, you know, was pretty excited to get some Shadow Podcast t-shirts. That always tickles me pink, so I really uh, I really thank you a lot, sir. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to spring break being over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so this week, I'll tell you a, a quick little story. So my cub does not like daycare, and it, it's kind of a madhouse, to be honest. He likes loves kindergarten. He's in kindergarten, hates daycare. So now that we're on spring break, I was like, man, I don't want to send my poor cub. I mean, I, I could run around and, and do things, but... I was like, you know, I don't want to send my poor cub to daycare all day, the place he hates, for five days straight um, when I don't need to. So he's like, you know what? I'm taking the mornings off. So this week it was me and the cub uh, until about, you know, 12, 31 o'clock. And then I really got to, you know, get to work and get stuff done. But, uh, oh, man, he does not stop. He does not stop. I'm thankful he's going back to school on Monday. <laughs> I love you, kid. Ooh, but you wear me out. All right, so shout out to Spring Break being over. Shout out to Vinny Shorman keeping in contact with me and being willing to be malleable with his schedule, and hopefully we can make this podcast happen on Monday. Podcast happen on Monday. And uh, I want to give a shout out to my gym, of course, Arashido Martial Arts, Deerfoot North. Uh, my whole life is uh, is that gym. So shout out to um, the gym itself, the staff, uh, you know, sets, Mari, Brett, Ty, JP, Devin, obviously, uh, uh, my partner in arms, Mike, Chris McMillan, uh, Aya. Sorry, guys. I think I said sets already, right? Aiden. Ty, I said. Um, I just don't want to miss anybody, guys. That would be rude, right? Uh, me. <laughs> All right. You get the idea, guys. I love my gym. Okay, guys. What's upcoming? April 8th, 8th and 9th. So next weekend, Easter weekend, we have the WBC Canadian... Nationals, that's the 8th and the 9th, one day for the juniors, one day for the adults. If you're not registered already, I mean, it might be too late, maybe not, but get your ass on it. Uh, April 29th, uh, Fist of Fury down in Medicine Hat. Saka will be putting that one on. Shout out to Aiden, who's going to be fighting uh, April 29th on that one. Always a great card, um, great people, fun little, uh, you know, after party, all that good stuff. Fun place. Oh, I have a ton of memories from, from Medicine Hat, whether I was fighting or coaching or just going as a fan. May 20th, the uh, Champion Charity Bash. That is at the Max Bell Arena. Um, I tried to remember this at the fight card in case I had to do an interview. The Muay Thai World Cup, in in association with or, or with um, Dungeon Wrestling and Brett the Hitman Hart, in association with Kid Sport. I think I got that right. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Max Bell, this is going to be massive. And Kid Sport, I can tell you that running a gym um, the, the word kids sport comes up a lot at my gym. There, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, who need help funding some, some children's sports and jumpstart as well. Um, Canadian tire jumpstart and kids sport have really, I mean, they, they've made a difference. I mean, I mean, not just for the kids, but for the businesses as well, um, to, to be able to sort of help fund and give a break to some of these people. And, uh, I can't praise kids sport enough. And uh, it's my impression that, uh, or not impression, I believe I did hear that 100% of the proceeds go to kids sport. 
with Kieran Kettle saying, we don't want a portion of the kids being able to play sports. We want all the kids in Calgary to play sports, if they can afford it or not. Beautiful. What else can you say, right? Beautiful. Well done, Kieran, and the Muay Thai World Cup, as well as Dungeon Wrestling and uh, Pret the Hitman Heart and Kid Sport. June 17th. Uh, no, I don't have anything in between. I'm sure there's something. I just haven't seen anything yet. But uh, the Muay Thai World Cup, Road to One semifinals. I mean, <laughs> we already talked about this. I don't think I need to break that down any further from last week. All right, guys. What have I been watching? Um, well, I watched the one Lumpini uh, fights this morning. But uh, I'm still just buzzing and, and kind of connecting with everyone from that last uh, Muay Thai World Cup show, the Road to One Championship quarterfinals. That was something. Like, okay, let's leave that alone, man. I, I got wild over that, but uh, still do. And I'm still getting messages of people saying the same. Dude, that was, I'm still buzzing over that. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to Phil Lear as well. Phil Lear, old school Calgary Muay Thai man. I appreciate the kind words from him and uh, um, going back and forth with him. I love that he's a golden era Muay Thai guy as well. So shout out to you, Phil. Um, okay, Turkey and Pistols. <clears throat> I wanted Rob on this podcast. So um, I'm, I'm very anxious, very just sort of, I have a hard time sitting still ever. Even if I'm doing something useless, I just need to be doing something. Like just sitting still doesn't work for me. And, uh, but yet I want, I want simplicity and, and quiet in my life. So that's something I learned now that I'm, you know, 40 years old. It took me about 39 years to figure it out, but I don't like stress. Nobody does, right? But I would rather go out of my way to just find, to not find the stress. Like, ah, it's just too much stress. I'd rather not. Um, I like being calm. I like being cool. I like being relaxed. And it took me a long time to figure that. Now, when you run a small business in a place like Calgary, man, that's, you can't be calm. You can't be relaxed. SEO, got to be number one on Google. Advertising, right? It's just nonstop. And that's just what it is. It is what it is. But uh, that's not the lifestyle I like. When, when, when this whole thing is said and done, when, I, when I'm, you know, 400 years old, um, maybe not dead, but close enough, I'm hoping that, you know, there's, in my mind, there's a lawn, there's a lake, there's a chair, and there's some sun and nobody else. I mean, of course, my family, but you know what I mean? I don't want a bunch of neighbors and noise, and that to me sounds like heaven. So Rob's the, Rob's the kind of person who I feel helps me remember that. He, uh, he's just, he, he, oh, man, it's hard to explain, but you'll, you'll get it in this podcast. But here's what I can tell you. When I leave Turkey and Pistols, when I'm done talking to Rob, it's always, he doesn't, he doesn't stroke you or pump your tires like, like crazy. He's just, he's just real about it. No, man, it, just keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast. It's going well. Ah, oh, the website, the website. I got to put stuff on the website. No, you don't. The website's up. It's moving. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. We'll, we'll, we'll just bite off a piece. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know, Rob, I got to get 7,000 shirts. No, you don't. You need like 30. And if you need more, we'll make more. Like, so, and just, uh, you know, do it for yourself. Do you like working? Do you like making a million dollars and being miserable and, and working for somebody else? You know, like, why not just do the same work, but find a way you love it? And maybe that's not as much money, but you're not miserable. Um, you know, like that, th those are the vibes I always get from Rob, Turkey and Pistols. Along with, I mean, like we talked about the shirts, the logos, the, uh, just everything, man. He's out in such a Bragg Creek, like just, I just, everything uh, about Turkey and Pistols, you know, and listen, everybody has a bad day, I'm sure, but, uh, I really like what his vibe. It's the vibe. It's what he gives off. Like, man, Rob's such a good dude for every reason I could think of. Okay, man, I'm stroking the hell out of him, hey? So I, I guess here's what I hope. If, you're, if you want to break down, if you want to hear a breakdown of fights in this podcast, you're not really going to get it. 
but what you are going to get is a, a guy who's creative, a guy who's willing to invest in himself, uh, a guy who's willing to go against the odds, a guy who's willing to go against the dollars um, for what he wants in his life. Now, does that not sound like the life of a fighter? So I genuinely feel that if you listen, especially if you're a fighter, up-and-comer fighter especially, if you listen to this podcast, I just sort of feel like everything Rob said is like, yes, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm doing the same thing, and it, uh, you know, with, with business and life, and it just, it's just nice to hear someone like that. It gives you a little bit of assurance, like, hey, man, there's somebody else on this path. Maybe I'm doing it right. And anyway, Rob, Turkey and Pistols, I love you to death. Please make sure you check them out on Instagram. His Instagram is awesome. Uh, it's just so fun to watch. It's nothing crazy. It's just really fun. Uh, please make sure you check out the website. Please make sure you visit them in Bragg Creek. It's awesome. It's a great store. All right, guys. I said I didn't want to make these forever. It's 20 minutes long almost. Let's get to the podcast. Let's do it. Turkey and Pistols in the house. Let's go. Oh, yes, we're back. Shout out podcast. And we are in the Turkey and Pistols headquarters on Brad Creek. Rob, thanks for uh, taking... I know we've been talking about doing this for a while. Thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. No, this is awesome. I'm uh, to have you right in the shop. And then, yeah, from... Uh, we've come a long way is no what joke. I thought about this morning. We've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, hey? Um, and so I fly... I talk about you all the time. I talk about you. Uh, you're, you're a massive reason that this podcast is what it is and i consist i'm just curious to begin i have a lot of people that go hey who, who does your shirts who does your website and all that and i i don't want to be a jerk and be like hey uh you know go find your your own guy you know what i mean so i go hey well it's rob a turkey and pistols do these people do these people contact you uh we've had yeah the fight community has been really cool to me and uh um they reach out over instagram we've connected i've actually had some clients via that when before we opened the shop when i was making merch and doing some design for people i've i printed so yeah it's pretty cool it's a, it's it's always great to find a community full of people that and have someone like you supporting us and tell, talking about our our shop and everything yeah it's awesome it's such, it's such a unique place how would you um i don't want to forget this about the shop itself but you just talked about the the community the fight community you seem to have your toes dipped slightly in that community um how did that happen? How did you, how did you, you know, how did you get part of the fight? Community? I, I see your shirts on quite a few people. How did that happen? Well, I would say it's probably you and Chris. Is that like, right? Hey, eh? all way back. So Shout when out I, to McMillan. there you go. Cheers. Let's cheers. <laughs> there you go. To McMillan. Uh, he's the best. And, uh, no, it's your guy, you guys. So back in the day, a Rashido, um, I was a student. I just called the number on a sign I saw while I was driving around and, found a Rashido. That was when we were at the Canyon Meadows Community Center, right? Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. So it was, um, I mean, I, I loved martial arts my whole life, fighting, boxing, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I bumped into, I've, I got the sign called up and was like, can I, uh, can I train there? What do you guys do? And they're like, oh, Muay Thai. And I'm like, is it real? It's not Thai Bo, right? <laughs> like I wanted to make sure I was going to a martial arts place. So, yeah, I mean, it would all start with you guys because we started training and then over the years we just stayed in contact yeah, yeah. by Instagram and then, or I'd 
hurt myself, disappear for a couple of years, come oh, back, oh, train God. again. And uh, yeah, just stayed connected with you guys. And then via the Instagram. So I've met some other people through the scene. And um, I don't know, I've because of connected with you guys and was following other fight clubs in town, you start kind of circling around in Instagram. So I, mm-hmm. I met Scott McKenzie via Instagram. Yep, Scott. And then I was just kind of liking everything and following. And then Kieran moves into my my neighborhood Wild, in Redwood eh? Meadows. On right? the other side of the world. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, isn't this guy like a super big deal? I message you. And I'm like, is this really happening? So, yeah, I just stayed connected by Instagram, by you guys. But, yeah, I mean, Rashido. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. Crazy. I, I became a fighter, a trained Muay Thai, got back into martial arts by Rashido and kind of stayed connected in the scene and so yeah it's been really fun to be like an outsider right so i kind of don't i don't really know as much club stuff or who who trains who but yeah. I'm where but i really love it and i just love the energy and i've watched the the whole scene kind of grow via right. instagram really and and the funny part is i i wouldn't uh mean you talk if you're not really in the fight game um, talking to the, no offense, I love fans, but for the most part, when people talk like they know what they're talking about, I want to pull my own eyes out. All right. I don't feel that, <laughs> I think you as somebody sort of like, you know, in, in the game, like I like talking about fights with you and, 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 and a lot of it, you know, now that I think about it, you do connect it to sort of Instagram. Hey, I saw this guy training, you know, getting ready for that. And it's like, and the second you do that, bam, I saw that too. And we're off talking about fights, right? Yeah, like I mean, you, what's really cool about Instagram and communities is you you end up seeing the same things. You get served up the same stuff, right? So you're kind of almost like in the mix if you're if you really start knowing people. Um, but also, like, I, uh, I I I go to go back. Like, I trained martial arts when I was a little kid, so I trained judo really young. Where was this? This was in Lloydminster. Shout out uh, to Lloydminster, where I grew up, and. Uh, it was always a love, and uh, you always have lots of family and uh, community in, in a small town, martial arts gyms, right? Right. Um, so I, I loved it since I was, like, I, I'm not kidding. We, we trained martial arts and judo, I don't know what age we were, like seven, eight. Like, we were in elementary school. How many people are in Lloydminster? Uh, at the time, it was probably about 26. 5,000 people, maybe. There's there's more now, like 30-some, 30 30-plus, 30 maybe more than that. I'm I didn't know really it was that know big. The population. Yeah, it's a city. Okay. It's a city, yeah. Um, so you weren't... So I'm sorry, so that wasn't the only martial arts club in town? Uh, no, but there wasn't a lot. Like, sure. there'd be one Taekwondo school. Right. There'd be a karate school, and then there'd be a judo school. And the best part is about it, it was run by a bunch of police officers that were okay. really these big, giant, burly dudes who could just toss you around. The, and you're learning judo, which was a very kind of strange martial art in itself to like learn in the middle of nowhere. You're learning like how to count Japanese. and you know, <laughs> Sure, I could see that. You yeah, know, yeah. you're like throwing people around, but it was really fun. But it was, and we were really young and we had a base for it. Um, hmm. And then that, that kind of just kept in my life. Um, it didn't last really long into my teens. And then martial arts kind of was really hard to do in, in a small town like that. Especially, sure. and then boxing was something I always loved since yeah. I was a little kid. I loved Mike Tyson. I loved Moh- Muhammad yeah. Ali once nice. I f- found Muhammad Ali, uh, Evander Holyfield. Yeah. So, but you, there was only like a small little club and then they closed down. So there wasn't really a lot of opportunities of that. So it was later in life that I then became 
again, okay, I'm going to get into this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. as I said, fitness was something I always did, and yep. I dreamed of it. Um, watched all the UFCs from the early right. gnarly ones. Nice. And, um, you know, there was secret MMA gyms in Calgary, but you didn't really, it would be like kind of weird, and you weren't sure if you should go. And it would be a bunch of bouncers from a bar that used to, <laughs> yep, and they beat each other up. So you kind of weren't sure if you would, uh, that's really what you were wanting to do. So it took a long time, but, and then martial arts, uh, I was working by myself and, um, and the UFC whole thing, the ultimate fighter, all of that oh, happened yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was independent. I was like a freelancer, real young. And so I just turn on these like highlights and listen to them and listen to old sure dog podcasts nice. and stuff like that. Like really back in the day, I was just falling in love with it via the internet, learning about all of these martial arts, right? So me and my wife move away for a while and I was totally by myself. So I was working out of the basement, found a gym, found a bunch of people, UFC's exploding. I'm just like, where am I going to train? Right, let's catch this wave. Yeah, and then um, there was nowhere. It was just like, again, like, oh, me and my buddies train i'm like oh i'm not sure i'm gonna come to your like the old uncle's garage and just get beat up <laughs> by a bunch of bouncers and it always seemed to be bouncers that would be like into it no offense to bouncers but sure. i just didn't want to get beat up pretty, by them. pretty common back then <laughs> yeah a bit of a meathead thing to do yeah and then um so when i got back to calgary i connected with uh like i said i saw a sign said mar like kickboxing i'm like all right that's it but via all of the internet i realized uh Muay Thai was no joke. Yeah, That's yeah. when I started to realize like all of the baddest fighters had this Muay Thai base, like right. the champions at the time. And like you would, you would see them and you know, back in like pride and you had all of these guys, but th they all kind of all had a basis. All the big names in MMA yep. were coming up. Alistair Overeem, right. you know, used to be a skinny Muay Thai fighter. That's right. That's right? right. <laughs> and like Anderson Silva came out of nowhere and, Crushing everybody, Muay yep. Thai, right? Yep. And then even like Boz Root and all these guys had like backgrounds in like traditional like martial arts. So I was yep. looking for a gym that wasn't an MMA gym and I came across Arashido. And that, so that was like, oh man, like 2006. That's what like, I was going to say. Yep. Oh, six. And so I'm going to tell you, like, I basically have been training ever since then, whether I was training with you guys or not. Right. Like, right. I was just, I got a bag at home, so if I wasn't able to come to the classes, I would, I would. There was a couple of years when I injured myself. I just learned how to train slowly by myself at nice. home, and so martial arts is something I've loved. Um, boxing, something I've always loved. I used to get pay per views, and no one would come over, or they'd come over and it'd be the most boring thing all night long. Right, <laughs> waiting for Roy Jones Jr. to knock somebody out. Right at like, ten thirty p.m. Yeah, and then he wouldn't, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be really fun to watch. Thanks, coming over. Um, yeah, yeah like, I felt the same. So you're kind of like, that was my, like, I just loved it as a fan for so long. And then once I trained with you guys, it was a lot of learning. And I just took it as like, I'm going to learn how to do this for real. Nice. And I remember the first class was like, hey, okay, here's how you hit the bag. And, or here's how you hit the pads, right? And of course, I'm just like hitting them like, no, I hit this one. And then I hit this one. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, right. And there was an older guy that had been there and I'm, I don't know his name and he's long gone. But like, he's just like, no, you hit, you, you know, like he showed me how to do it right. Nice. Right. 
And it was such a humbling moment that I'm like, I'm going to be a student here because I was already well into my career. I'm like, this is, could be something I could just become a student. Yeah, in. yeah. It's nice to be a student again. Yeah, yeah. And just watch and watch you guys do it and just l- honestly just look at you and learn, right? Um, so I can say that 2006 really just reignited being a, a martial artist and watching everything and learning. And so I train every day in some way, shape, or form. and Yeah, still? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And then I watch, you know, like Mike Tyson clips. They'll come up yeah. on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I, I think I can learn that little step. Or like, you just do it because yep. why not? It's fun. Yep. But and, and it just became fitness for me. And nice. that was another part when I threw a Rashido, it would be like, it was a, no workout I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, nothing like it. A good Muay Thai <laughs> session, one on one on the pads. There's nothing like it. There's yep. no. I mean, I mean, I haven't tried everything, but my gosh, like that is a workout. Yep. So, yep. I mean, that's why I guess I kind of love talking fights because I'm trying to analyze them. I'm kind of right. think deep about what it is, what it, what what's cool, what can I try on my heavy bag at home, right? Yeah, yeah, so, very much me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what's going on and go work out on my own. Yeah. Um, now the shop here itself, Turkey and Pistols. First of all, wh- where did the name come from? How, how did you get Turkey and Pistols? <clears throat> so, well, I was um, I I was in an advertising career, long time, like twenty some years, and uh, I was kind of getting Instagram was blowing up. So I was like, you know, look at this cool little like all these little hobby shops are are out there, and I wanted a little hobby shop to kind of do a little bit more of my own design, not so much corporate. So not much for someone else. And I really wanted to do an Instagram experiment. So and every, every Instagram had a cool handle or something, right? right. I didn't want it to be Sawcheck Design or something. I wanted it to be fun. And um, I was making some wood signs. That's really what I was trying to do. Yeah, I remember that. Back, back my old backgrounds in sign design. Um, so uh, just it was going to be wood carved signs. And so really it's from an old John Prine song in, in deep down in one of his songs called Christmas in Prison. It says... It was Christmas in prison, and the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols carved out of wood, and I was making wood signs. And so at the time, I'm like, this is the greatest little name. Nice. I don't know how I found it. Deep down in one of my favorite artists in the whole world is his song. So that's where turkey and pistols, the name, came from. Nice. Um, I tell that story a lot, so I try to trim it down gotcha. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, got gotcha, you. I understand. But, um, yeah, it's fun. And then so... It was a, an Instagram account that just became a little bit more. So it was design and logos and signs. And then and then fast forward, we decided to get into apparel. Uh, I had a background in that as well. Um, design and apparel go hand in hand. And this is all like post-secondary kind of schooling? Um, no, really kind of all like just wanting to do it. That's awesome. Um, I did go to school for eight months at a school that doesn't exist anymore called sure. Applied Multibenia Trading Centers. Shout out to anybody who's ever knows what that means. But it was a small little design school that was really focused on digital design. And in, uh, let's say, it was like right before, let, to, when did I go? In 1997? Okay. okay. Yeah, 1997, 1998. McLeod awesome. Trail. Okay. No, no, like a lot here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a small oh little goodness. design school. That's how I ended up in Calgary. Me and my friend yeah. were focused on video games and all this, and so we found a school, went there, and but we f- we found ourselves in in the w- workforce at like 19 or 20. 
Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we were done school, shoved into the workforce. Yeah. Um, the internet exploded. At the time, we really wanted to make video games, but it, websites were cool. And then uh, we also got a job at this great place called Critical Mass and started working on Mercedes Benz and Nike. And we were like tw- 19 and 20. Wow. Yeah, sure. 21, whatever we Holy were. Cow. We were really young. And we realized that we had an opportunity that a lot of people went to four, four years of school for when we were like right, right thrust into it. Which was good and bad because we were fairly young. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, which comes with a lot of like learning and immaturity. But right. um, yeah, so that kind of was like the basis of my design. And so everything else was design on the fly. Learn little things, start a job, start some, go freelance. Is that right? Eh? Yeah, work with some buddies, start a design, uh, clothing line for a while. And-, and to be honest, that's where part of this podcast came from too. Like I just, I just watch you like just, just do stuff and why because i want to and i like that i'm like yeah yeah like well that's kind of how you have to eventually live your life if especially if you're creative or you have an, a goal that you're feeling isn't like isn't being achieved right, right? you kind of do something a little bit for it so design was always easy for me to say a little bit i could always design a logo for it I'm like, sure hey let's dream up a company well i'll design the logo and once the logo everyone was like whoa cool now nice. we're off to the races so yeah i mean that was the background of design um i i just the basis of design and creativity has always changed my life hmm. and it's always led with whatever the next thing i'm gonna do right um because i could always design it myself i could always design the logo come up with the name build the website and put together something so that's really always led my my design and creativity has led to the next thing so i could apply that to signs or i could apply that to a website or a, or a business or apparel now well and, and i would think for somebody like most people maybe not you who has that design background <clears throat> excuse me but someone like me the website the logo the instagram that's like you know 80 percent you know what i mean like that's where sort of like everybody fails right like they i have a great idea but i don't know how to do a website or make a logo or anything like that so to be able to sort of have that ability of like you know i can make those things happen that's a for for a person like me like damn that's a nice skill (laughs) well it is it's great like i mean i made a lot of uh i made my living off it Mm. i have my home and you know i have a place for me and my wife and my dog to live like because of this, that right? Ability, yep, yep. Um, that was my background. And, and so, yeah, you kind of sometimes have to lean into what you're really great at and see right. how to benefit from it. And the more you can benefit from your, for yourself. So that's why I've been lately really pushing like for my, any creative person that's out there, like you can sell logos and, and websites and make that for a living for people. But if you can also, turn that towards your own idea right. and, and apply that, that same effort, you're going to get more return in the long run for those same hours that you put in towards a client. Right. If you put it into yourself, that's like investing into yourself. So I tell my creative friends, like, what, what, is, what is your idea? What is right. it? What can you apply your design to? And, and all, <clears throat> excuse me, all those skills of a website building or a logo if, if we know how to build businesses, you just need your idea, right? Right, right, good and call. And so, so apply it to that. And don't think that, you, you know, it can be applied. You can do that as well as try to maintain your career and then one day flip the switch, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
so so where where we're at now there, there's a lot of records by the way i, I love your it's, I, I always love your instagram but i don't know where where it is in here as i look around that you you switch the records but there's a spot there's a couple spots you got man where when you flip those records or those new records dude they're perfect they're, they're not a millimeter off when when you know they're, you're flashing a different record but uh how how did the uh, where this is very for the most part very old what why i consider old style town music <laughs> I'm assuming this is your love, like you talked about, uh, you know, John Prine. Where where did that love of music come from? Um, well, I don't. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I mean, my family's been playing music, like just playing it around every event forever. My my parents love music, mm. always played it. We we always had it playing. Lots of road trips. My dad would play all this old music. Um, we could shift cds sometimes I, or tapes i guess at right, the time right. right but not really he it was just his playlist all the right. time um so my parents played a lot of music um when you're in a small town there's not sometimes a lot to do but eventually the radio's on and you're in the backyard you're hanging with your pals whatever sure um but yeah since i was a little kid i loved music i loved weird stuff i loved old stuff i loved uh chuck berry I loved lots of old country. I, I talk about John Prine because I always say my uncles played it before I could remember any other music. Mm. Um, so music just became this thing that was always part of my life. Um, it seemed so unachievable to be, to be play it myself. Or uh, and then as a teenager, I got really into rap music. Nice. And of course, like you're in the middle of nowhere. It was the best era. Yeah, '90s rap. Yeah, it was the best. And uh, man, I wanted to be a rapper so bad. And like. <laughs> Of course, no one's like, yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, Canada. You're gonna be a rapper, right? And, right. And you're you're that age, and you're making fun of your friends for rapping and sure, stuff like sure. that. And it's all good. It's all we did. Um, but yeah, it was just music was always there, and I secretly loved during my rap days. I secretly loved like Garth Brooks and yeah. Randy Travis. Don't tell your rap friends. And uh, <laughs> they, we all know now. They all know them when I'm playing them drunk at around a fire or something. Right. <laughs> but um, no. And then uh, I got a guitar when I was 21. I just always wanted to wanted a guitar but it took me till i was 21 to realize you can just go and get one right and sure and, then, and no one has you don't have to learn it in school um but really you still had at that age there wasn't anyone on like youtube or what that there was right. like tabs online and stuff but um yeah i just started playing in 21 and then just really fell in love with it and again that was my secret little thing that i kept to myself i played music and i played guitar I dreamed about singing and eventually started singing and then That's started writing man. songs. And it was just an art form I really did after work. And secretly when my wife would go to work or be gone, I would just play for two, three hours straight. Really? Yeah. Or like when my wife was on the radio, I'd literally play the moment she left till the moment she came back from work. So I'd play for like f five, six hours in a row. And wow, eh? Just learning how to play by myself, you know, rhythm, guitar and stuff like that. Um, so it's, and, and that's funny because it was kind of a secret, right? Cause you're almost embarrassed that like, what if someone heard me, whatever, and now I love it. I'm, I wish I would have just embraced it, right? right. Not been right. so, so worried about it, um, then, but yeah, it's just been something I've always loved. I've been really inspired by my work, my design and then fitness. I mean, I had like crazy playlists, like set for like every workout and like, I've been working out the same, like ever since I moved here and I realized after work, it really clears your head and yeah. it made things something better. And I didn't really think about it then. I was just like, oh, if I don't do this, it sucks. Right. Right. And, right. I mean, I wanted to look better and 
you know, sure. be good at things and clean up my left body hook. Yeah. Well, at that time it was more like, uh, I don't play basketball. I don't play football anymore. You know, you get out of high school and you're kind of just getting lazy. Yeah. Um, but my buddy, my, my roommate at the time was like legit personal trainer. Now he's like one of the biggest personal trainers in all of Canada. He trains oh, right. like all these like physique people. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's badass. Yeah. Nathan's Nathan Harewood on Instagram. Check him out. He's the best. Um, but he, he got me into, I'm like, well, I'm going to come to the gym with you. Right. And then one day it just stuck and I just loved it. And then it was just something I did all by myself. And again, put the headphones on. So. But I loved it because I'd make a crazy playlist and I'd just like rock that playlist for years, the same one. And right. I'd be just like going. So, yeah, music is music and fitness and martial arts just kind of roll into one and kind of like that off side of work for me. Yeah. 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 So it's been been a steady, you know, music's always been a steady and, and inspiring a lot of things that I do. Nice. Yeah. And now, now, what inspired you to open up your shop here in Brad Creek? Mm-hmm. I've always, um, well, I told you I had a clothing line with some buddies back in the day. Yep. And um, we were like really close to success a few times, or, or so we thought, you know, or, or a good bump. Um, and then you kind of fizzle out steam. And at the time, I really felt like if we created it, you know, we could do the designs, but we didn't print our own stuff. Um, and I thought, you know, if we cr- could actually get our own equipment, put our own designs, and then get a storefront, we'd be making the cleanest margins of all time, right? right like, right. cause we're basically a wholesaler. We're, we're a printer and we're the designers all in one. Yep. So this store has been a vision of that for a long time. Once we got our print, I'm like, man, you know, I can put my own design on this. If I could just get a storefront and get someone to buy my own shirt, you know, that's, yep. that's the best hope. Right. And then, um, so that, this has been a vision for a long time. Um, and we really wanted to be part of the community. We wanted to uh, go direct to consumer with our own designs and celebrate uh, local. So we celebrate awesome. a lot of things in here, like Bragg Creek in Alberta, yep. and Kananaskis, and then you know fishing and outdoors and old movies and music. All of our designs are really just kind of based around the the local or the music that you find in here. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's kind of the purpose of it. And then really, this is the kind of uh, almost kind of like the culmination of a lot of years of work, right? Right. Like a right. lot of experience, a lot of building branding, and a lot of building websites and marketing and advertising and building apparel for other people. It's all rolling it all into one delivery uh, yeah. and going direct to consumer. Good call, yeah. Um, but also allow me to buy back some more of my time with a better profit margin. Right. Yeah, I need to spend a lot more time with my wife and a lot yeah. more time at home and focusing on my house and making sure we're focusing on our future. So right. it's easy to get caught up in business life. Yeah, yeah, and you really, for a lot of years, I've been able to help a lot of small businesses and small businesses, myself included. Um, and it, and it's super fulfilling. Um, but I really put a lot of you know of myself into it, I mm-hmm. guess, and and I really um, I want it to be great. And uh, I realized uh, I need to take a lot of that attention that I've been given to a lot of my clients and, and put it towards my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, it's the most important thing for me to be a husband, but I'm also a caregiver, so, so my wife has multiple sclerosis. Mm. And uh, so this this store is really important to me, so now I can buy back a, l- a little bit more of my time yeah. to just keep it at home and, and focus on her and make sure that for the rest of time we've we've created something that 
is invested in our future. So right. the more hours I put into turkey and pistols, even though I'm maybe not at home, I'm in, I'm investing in our future. Yes, and something directly. that something that she may have that if I'm not around, you know. Yes. So yes. so that's what this store is. It's a great local shop. It has great apparel, and it, we share lovely music. We have the greatest vinyl records that you can ever find um, that have ever been made. They're the best albums and ever. Forrest uh, Gump soundtrack, <laughs> Elvis, Eminem, Curtain Call, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I, I mean. <laughs> yeah, so we, we created a really fun store, and it, uh, from the outside, it's that to everybody. But for me, it's our future. Right. You know? it, yeah. This is me taking everything I've ever done and putting it towards that, right? Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I, I do have a question. What uh, what's what's hotter, the the vinyl or the clothing? I can tell you, every day can be different. So oh, yeah? some days it's just vinyl moving, and then someone will grab a T-shirt, and then it'll be kind of like mostly apparel one day, and then mm. then it, uh, someone will grab a, a couple records or one record, right? Right. It's really a hit or miss, huh. but I think that's retail, and this is my first time at retail, so I'm, I see. I really don't um, have anything to compare it to. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is it's kind of been a really strange kind of thing to watch, right? Like who buys what, why they buy it and, and who these new vinyl uh, fans are. It's been fantastic. Well, then, you know, there's, there's no store like this, like, you know, just for everything from, from the music selection to the apparel to like the vibe of it. Like there's, there's just not a store like this. So I'm sure you hear it too. I come out here a lot and every time there's customers in here, I'm like, man, this place is cool. Like it's a cool place. Like, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that. Like, what we are trying to focus on is, like, a shopping experience rather than a, a retail store. How would you describe it? Cow- well, Cowboy-y? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Country-ish? Like, how would you describe it? I guess, I mean, I'll allow you to say that. Like, what I described with my wife, um, I said that if we could make our shop feel like what it feels like in our living room, which was um, we had some music posters up there and we had a guitar in the corner and that's where we sat and relaxed and we had a fire and we had, you know, somewhere where exactly you would actually say. where you would actually go and listen to some music, even whether if it's someone just playing it on the guitar or that's where you sit and put your vinyl down. We kind of want it to feel like your your vinyl room or, or something relaxing, right? Where you really is somewhere chill. Yes. Um, on the other side, too, the way we've displayed all of the vinyl and the, the T-shirts is really like a gallery. So mm. we really want to bring back that old vibe of a, t- of, a, of a record store that has, you know, you can really see everything. Um, gotcha. you're not, there's, there, there's lots of flipping you can do in the, in the vintage stuff, but you kind of, I want people to remember some of these albums because right. I think right now with um, Spotify and iTunes, you forget the art of the album. You don't realize that that song is from a 12-track album that also mm. has like so many great hits. Good call. And some people, the young generation, don't even know that that this great song they they've heard recently is from this crazy Metallica album right. called Master of Puppets. Right, right? It's right. not just the song, right? So, right. Good so call. it's been really neat to watch people do that and then watch people. Um, find albums that they haven't they they totally forgot about right right you know as you were talking there that's that's i guess what i was thinking and you nailed it that's what i was thinking it feels like we're supposed to be sitting around a campfire with somebody playing the guitar right. you know it, it's uh that's the exact vibe it's uh, it's cool i like this place 
Well, that's what we're hoping. And I mean, how we can keep it a little, there's a little bit of something for any, everyone here. I mean, it's pretty chill in here. Um, but you know, we got Eminem, uh, over there and we have Etta James over here. So there's a little <laughs> bit of something. I mean, the t-shirts, there's fishing shirts, but there's also a boxing shirt. There's shirts that I make for you guys, all right. my fight fans that come out here. I always want something for them. I got my uh, Wu Tang reference that seems to be sold to more old people than I ever thought nice. would be. Um, they don't know it's a Wu Tang reference, but that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we just kind of want it to be really welcoming, and then maybe you'll find a funny shirt that you love, an old song that you connect with, or something like that. Yeah. And, and like I said, I put in my my martial arts stuff in here. I had the I love the fight. I think I'm wearing it right now. Um, I made the boxing shirts and it's because, you know, you and Chris, I knew you guys would be out here. I got friends like Scott McKenzie, like I wanted shirts that you guys could have. Right. And I've literally designed shirts for like five people. Nice. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, sooner or later, those five people will come in and buy these shirts. That's right. Because it. it's, it's really connecting to the community that I've, I've built online. Right. Good call. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's really hope, hopefully what we're doing. We're inviting lots of people out. We want to share the music. We've recorded music off the floor here as well, and we're going to hmm. keep doing that. Hmm. We're going to promote artists, local artists, local songwriters. So we're on YouTube. So okay. look us up, Turkey and Pistols on YouTube. Uh, you can find a video about the shop. You can find our first video that we recorded off the floor here. No way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's Jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're going all in on music, man. And nice. I mean. Honestly, I go in all in on everything. Like that's really kind of how I am. And and really right now in this point in my life, I'm kind of I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm about to turn 45. Sure. And I'm about I'm I can easily say it's time to stop wasting time yeah. and really just focus, do the things that we really want to do. If you want to be in music, do it. You're gonna get too old and then you're just not gonna do it, right? Right. So coulda, shoulda, woulda. Everything, you know, yeah. right. Just get them out of the way, and I'm that. I've been that person my whole life. Mm. Um, I've realized I'm too old to fight. <laughs> Me too. So I've put that, all of that, all the gym ownership, all of that. Like, how many times I wanted to call you and go like, Arashido out in Brad Creek. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Robin J. Jim out in Brad <laughs> Creek. Like, no kidding, because sure. I love it that much. But then I started to realize, man, I'm getting old. I hurt myself pretty bad. Um, all of that stuff, you know, you got to put those uh, those Reality. young man dreams away, yeah, and uh, not get hurt, yeah. um, and just stay fit and stay capable to do everything whenever you want. But that's nice. Yeah. But if Kieran's got a fight for me, it's got a paycheck, <laughs> man. I mean, any day I'm still ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hundred burpees a day. I'm ready. There you go. Yeah, man, you do hundred burpees a day, hey? Still? Yeah, we should probably talk a little bit about fighting and fitness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about your injury, man. So. I, I don't teach high kicks nearly as often as I used to since your injury. Um, what happened? What happened to your leg or so, thigh? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was training with you guys for, I don't know, probably three, four years straight. Just moved to the new facility off Acadia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, but before that, I was training pretty hard. And mm -hmm. I actually was, I had this like perfect alignment of work and I, could work so I was training in the mornings I'd go to the gym every morning 
and then I would go train with you guys. So I was like my fitness gym. I would go work out, and then I would come train two nights a week. And then sometimes I would try to sneak up to the Northeast gym and go. Right. So, and then I would try to get to the sparring day. So I was training like all the time. Yep. I had, and it was this like perfect time. I was like late twenties or early thirties. Like I was kind of feeling fit. I was you got like, the energy. You this. got the time. And it was everything was coming. Like you guys were building real gyms, and I'm like, oh man, like I really want to be part of this. Like yeah. the, the scene was finally happening. It was close to Calgary that you'd seen in like L.A. and stuff. Right, right. right. And then uh, my wife got kept, got pretty sick, and mm. I kind of had to take a break. And work really started popping off, and I started focusing on my career and all of that. So I came back to the gym. Uh, when you guys moved down Acadia, yeah, you moved two blocks from me. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can't not train, right? Yeah. Like it was literally straight down Fairmount Drive. I just yep. had to walk straight down the block. I'm like, well, I gotta. I remember you like saying that train. all excited. You're two blocks from me. I'm like, well, <laughs> I have to join again, right? So I joined, but I had been like not as taking care of myself as much. But I used to lift really heavy. I used to go to the gym and do like heavy lifts okay. so i was always carrying way more weight than i ever should have and mm. it was just kind of this old mentality of going to the gym and lifting heavy right yeah so when i came yeah. back i wasn't in as good a shape as i probably should have been i had an old 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 hamstring injury that i got chucked out of a boat back you know like tubing oh okay yeah i pulled my hamstring really bad oh geez so I think one night when we were practicing high kicks and I was a little out of shape, a little heavy. Like, I was pretty heavy. Not quite as flexible. I was like 210, 2'5 most of the time, about 2-ish. And, like, right now I'm maybe 180. Is that right? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked at the scale in years. But uh, I just kind of kind of eyeball it. <laughs> <laughs> but lately, uh, but I was got really heavy. And... Uh, you know, I wasn't eating good. I sugar lots, any bread, any time, right? right lots right. of beer. I love beer anyways. But um, so one night we were training head kicks. Chris is like, a little higher, Rob, a little higher. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And like a little higher. And then something weird happened. And my whole, like, so basically what happened is I ripped all three hamstring muscles off my pelvis, right oh. at the base of the pelvis. Right oh, at the top. My God. So and it was like all that was left was like a nub of like three centimeters and they were all ripped off. Oh in my the God. in the gym. But also I think what happened is my hip kind of went like in and out because there was nothing keeping it safe. Oh, okay. As I remember that more than I remember anything else. Huh. And I remember just jumping so I wouldn't like screw my body up. Sure. And just land on my back, right? And Chris was like, What happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I might have hurt myself real bad, but I'm not sure. And he's like, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I'm going to lie here for a little bit. And yeah, you may as well, let me like, assess this. You may as well finish up the like this exercise, and I'll, I'll lie here for a second. And I kind of hobbled over to the bench, and I, I tried to do something. And then I, I realized like I kind of almost passed out. So I sat there for a little while longer, and I was like, uh-oh. And Chris comes over. And Chris was like younger. Yes. It was quite, this was quite a long, it was like almost 11 years ago or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe more. And uh, um, Chris is pretty young and he's like, oh no, what did I do? What What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, it's, and he wasn't freaking out. Like, but you could see him in his head. Panicking. Probably like, oh shit. Yeah. And uh, 
I just, I'm like, I'm not, I got to sit here for a second. And then I called my wife. I'm like, you're going to have to come get me. And it's literally like two blocks. Right, right. And like two short blocks. Like it's just straight down. I'm like, you're going to have to come get me. Something real bad happened. Oh, man. And then I got home and I was like, I don't know what really happened. Like it was just, my whole body was in shock. But sure. Could, my, you, could my, you walk or anything? Yeah, kind of weirdly limping. Okay. Um, and then, and then so eventually I called like, and they're like, you should go to emergency. So I go in and uh, here's the, the worst part. So we get there. It's already crazy, right? Sure. In the emergency room late at night after Muay Thai. And uh, the, the emergency doctor is not having a great day. Oh, so there's something going on, and I could hear it through the through the oh some drama the curtain right okay yeah, and then before he's coming to check me in, he <clears throat> pokes himself with a needle after he'd had like a patient. Oh no! So he's he's in a fluster. Sure. Like and he's mad. Oh boy! He's kind of rude, <laughs> and he's on the other side of the curtain, and I'm next. Right. Like, oh, I'm like boy. oh great, he comes in, and I tell him what happened. And I'm again, so I'm like, I can't remember, like 30. Yeah. Give or take. And uh um, you know, meathead hurt myself in kickboxing, right? Yeah. Make sure you say kickboxing. Just the loud. way he looks at me. I'm just like, oh no. He's like, okay, get off the chair and come walk over to me. I'm like, really? <laughs> and I walk over. I'm like, no, something's real bad, but I I don't know. I managed to get over him. He's like, you must have just sprained it. You must have just like Wow. Don't kickbox for a month. Okay. So go home. The next morning, I will, I don't know how, I, how I, I didn't sleep very well. I managed to do this and that. But next morning, my ass, one half of my ass cheek was so swollen, my whole back of my leg was purple. Uh, it was bananas. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen, man. Yeah. And then when I went to the doctor a week later, I got an appointment with my family doctor. The I've never had this happen. He... He, he's like, okay, well, drop your pants. Show me what happened. I showed him my hamstring. He literally pushed back from me and was like, whoa. And I'm like, that's not supposed to yeah, happen at yeah. the doctor oh, office. Boy. And he's like, I'll be right back, Rob. And then he comes back. He's like, you need to be here tonight for an, for an ultrasound, and you need to be here tomorrow for an MRI. Uh, we need to make sure you don't have any blood clots in there. Uh, oh let's go. So and I was like, mode. Yeah, and I'm like, well, you don't really just get rushed into an MRI in Canada. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then so the ultrasound was first, and they're like, so I found a massive tear, but you must know all about that. I'm like, oh, no, we were going to do that tomorrow. You were just checking for blood clots. <laughs> and then so I'm like, but thanks for filling me yeah, in. Yeah, oh, my right? God. And uh, so then by the time I saw uh, a surgeon, like, like two weeks later, he's like, you should have been on crutches for three weeks. I'm like... Thanks. Uh, I have this cool cane. <laughs> so, so yeah, man, I just, it was brutal. It was really brutal. It was changed everything, changed about my whole life, changed the way I ate, changed the way, way I worked out, changed man. everything about it. I, I literally was like, it actually was like terrible. Like I was in pain for months and months, like six months. It would freak out in the middle of the night. Like, I, and then I went to an MRI like years ago and they're like, it's, yeah, it's not really healed. I'm like, what do you mean it's not healed? Like, I'm it, like a, a yeah. functioning human being, kind of. Holy I cow. guess. Consider, you know, that's arguable, but. Man, I, I just remember you hurt yourself, and then Chris was like, yeah, 
because uh, I, I don't I wasn't teaching any longer at that gym. I, I relocated, and uh, I have too much ADD to run two gyms. I just I just need one. Um, <clears throat> and I, I was like, oh, Rob's gone. We haven't seen him, whatever, whatever. And then you must have sent Chris the picture because he sent me, and I was like, I couldn't believe it, man. Your ass cheek to your heel was black. Your whole leg was black. I have never seen anything like that my whole life. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, like, I I went to this, um, so Calgary Sports Therapy was right next to my office. So downtown, shout out to those guys. Convenient. And I was like, I have this major thing, and the, the surgeons say they can't fix it. You know, they can't stitch tendon to tendon is what they told me and um what should i do right and they're like this this giant so i booked a massage just to kind of get like some relief of like stress you know sure not thinking they were gonna like touch my leg at all right um but this so i book a massage and this mountain of a man (laughs) walks in and goes hey rob i'm your i'm your massage therapist what's up and i told him about it and so it turns out he was in a former javelin thrower on the Olympic team. Oh, no way. His monster. Great, man. And uh, he he looked at my my MRI and he goes, you should have been in here like two days after. And we should have been trying to get that blood working around. Um, <laughs> so I went to a massage therapist and a physiotherapist at Calgary Sports Therapy, and they changed everything for me. Wow. They were the only ones who seemed to really have an idea how yeah, to fix what a it blunder. what to do the doctors were just like eh, don't do anything like and right. like these guys had me doing little exercises they were heat packing me acupuncture huh. everything but that massage therapist man he would like rub out the like scar tissue and the blood and like it was crazy like i would it was not a massage it was it like a purely like painful physio yeah like he'd have me almost launching off the the chair like off the table like this this, it was crazy but it was how you got it fixed sure yeah but it was months and months and i would say it would react years later it would just come back and just freak out and i would just have pain it would uh like crazy cramp like in the middle of the night just like wow if it got if i ate too much sugar if i got too dry right dehydrated sure Jeez. Yeah, so it was like you learn a lot about your body with a massive major injury. No kidding, no kidding. And How then, is it now? Um, do you, do you, does it still bother you? So here's the craziest thing. So I did everything. So I learned to exercise one by like one leg at a time. Right? Sure. You know. So I did everything I could with just without my leg, um, and it was just slowly one by one. I remember coming back to a first Muay Thai class. I was like, oh, and you could feel my leg wouldn't come up pretty high. Right. Well, my other Nervous one wanted to. I didn't even want to spin on my other because it was my bat. I didn't want to plant on it and then throw a kick on my other leg, right? Right. So it was crazy. And then I didn't want to train with someone who would maybe hold it or grab it. Yep. And like it was really scary. So I just really learned to do it by myself at home on the bag, learned, learned to throw kicks. Nice. Um, but it would come and go. It would get worse and bad. And I would have stretching exercises. Along the way, at the beginning, there was this, um, at the time, George St. Pierre put out this this thing, this rush fit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a core <clears throat> exercise in there. You can still find it on YouTube, so s- listen up. Like, it's no joke. It is a perfect core f- strength and mobility exercise, and I did that every other day. 
No joke. Every other day. Sometimes if I had something coming up when I was starting to do things again, like I went snowboarding, I did it every day leading up to this thing. So it was all about core, 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 core. And that's really what I learned is like I got hurt because my core was bad. I had, I can not hurt myself in the future because my to keep my core strong. Gotcha. I could, all the other muscles have to make sure that this this leg doesn't go bad, right? So I've learned all <laughs> of this stuff. But I do all these stretch routines, all of this stuff, and it would still get really bad. Hmm. And then I said, I started, like, I would do Muay Thai workouts, and that was good. But I was starting to really smash my, my joints. Yep. So I was smashing the bag too hard. And, I, and shadow boxing was getting boring. Yeah. And I was like, and I really just wanted to smash. So I could, yep. I could re- <laughs> hardly resist not smashing. And my joints were really, really taking a beating. So yep. I was like... I got to do something. So about like three years ago, I was like, I'm going to do th- what one of these crazy goals, 100 burpees a day. I that's, was, a, that's a hefty goal. Yeah, because it's kind of the CrossFit inspired, you know, and yep. do those. So I was like, you know, let's do this because most people think it's crazy and it's really hard. Um, yeah. And it was really hard. And I started doing it and I was like, oh, man, I'll just get a month in. What a month. One of those like on YouTube, I'll do 30 days. Don't miss. Yeah, 100, 100 burpees a day, like 30 days, like on TV. Mm-hmm. So once you do it, or on YouTube, and they'd be like, here's my results. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I felt good. I could do them. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to do 30 more. I'm going to 30 do more. And then I'm going to be like, I'm going to try to do six months. I'm going to try to do a whole year. And then I was like, I'm going to do a year of burpees every day. So you didn't miss? I, I would miss if I got hurt. Sure. Totally. I'm going to be honest. I would miss, say, if I had to go to my parents for the weekend. Okay. Well, usually when I get home on Sunday, I'd like, they're in Edmonton. I'd Sunday, I'd come home and do them. Gotcha. I really started to really enjoy it. But I also loved working out every day. Right, right. And all I can say is my body just started to feel better. Hmm. Like my hamstrings, my ankles, all this stuff. I was getting like weird, like lockup joints. Yeah. And I was doing squats. I was doing everything. I was trying to stretch everything. I don't know. The constant repetitive always working always moving always doing the same thing mm. so it became a mental challenge it became another challenge um we had some pretty i had some pretty gnarly losses some friends of mine mm. uh left us and that wasn't great around the same time um pretty traumatic and then the burpees became therapy therapy mm. let me do these burpees 100 burpees a day feel good halfway i get th- halfway through and you feel like a monster right, right. <laughs> um and so yeah fast forward it's been almost three years that i've been doing 100 right. burpees a day i would do other exercises if i felt like it sure but it's still like enough <laughs> you yeah. know oh yeah and i'm God, 45 yeah. so or soon to be and uh but i'm gonna say that for some strange reason my legs feel better than they've ever felt huh my I'm stable. Um, yeah, I can do a lot of crazy things. Um, it started to not be as hard. Sure. So I switched to doing them on my knuckles. Nice. Like about a year ago. Savage. Yeah, but that changed it. That did that. That improved, say, strength. That in- improved my push-ups. Improved my. There's a there's a way the grip. It it, it did a lot of other things that I never thought. I thought, you know, I'm just going to get super lean. side benefit kind of thing. No, like you huh. get, you start jacking up your, your upper body, 
my pull-ups are still just as fine. I'm, I don't do them as much as I used to. Uh. Yeah, so 100 burpees a day became like this almost theme in my life. Of, nice. You know, whether I'm feeling bad, I'll do them. When I'm feeling good, you know, I got to do them before I got a podcast later, so I better do them in the morning. Right. You know, it's it's a it's priority. Part but, of your life. Yeah. But it changed my legs, and my leg, my leg feels strong all the time. Wow. And so it's like, I don't know why this one thing. Because, yeah, running was becoming super hard, huh. all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's been my my main goal, and that's kind of how I fixed my leg. I don't know. And, I mean, it's probably not for everyone, and it probably sounds crazy. but Did you do them today? Yeah, I did them today. Nice, morning. nice. Yeah. There you go. I, <laughs> I'm not going to joke. I added uh, holding eight-pound weights now. No way. Yeah, because, were again, I'm just like, gonna, what, what more can we do? I would love watching Laird Hamilton Mm-hmm. You know, have you watched his oh, workouts? Yeah. Yep. Crazy, right? Like yep. just kind of crazy alternate stuff. So I kind of addicted to this fitness stuff. And that's why I loved Muay Thai. I loved the working out part. I yeah. never was in it. I was already old and too old to fight. Right. Um, so I just love the work. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to be in a fight camp just to be there to just be like, yeah, let's keep training and see I'll, the improvement. You. Add more, one just more. Just be round. the guy that's always there that's like, yeah, beat me up. Let's go. Right? Yeah, no, like, we need those guys. Yeah. You know, because yeah, like <laughs> I love that part of it, right? Yeah. Because my my dream of being a walking down the down to the ring is long gone. Sure. Right? Sure. Um I I tell this story that I did I went to the Arashido. I was in the, one of the Arashido open tournaments. Okay. In Springbank way back in oh, the Oh yeah, yeah. And uh it was awesome. It was super fun, right? <laughs> and I even tra- trained to try to get, be- you know, be ready for that. Nice. And uh, my buddy was there, come down from Red Deer, and we went. My wife came and watched me, and it's in that spring bank, the old one that kind yeah, of the fell barn. apart. Yep. Yeah, Um, It was awesome. It was funny, and you pay. You, you come, and you pay to come there to get punched to get in the up. face, right? Yeah. And uh, it was fun. I won. I'm going to put that out there. Nice. Where's but, the trophy? Uh, it's not in here. It's at oh. home, but in my office. All right. Um, but I remember this because I fought this big guy. And I think he was training with you. He was like a really tall, blonde guy, and he could box. Okay, he was a he, like, or I shouldn't say okay. He boxed my face up. I got you. <laughs> but I kept kicking him, right? And like, it was awesome. It was awesome to win. It was awesome. And then I saw him over there, and he was really winded. Oh and yeah. He was kind of like on his hands and knees, like, re- and I was really kicking him in the gut, like, because nice. he kept lighting up my face. Yeah, that sucks. And uh, <laughs> and I felt bad because his kids were right there, and uh, and he's kind of like out of, like I don't know he's just I I felt really bad and I'm like this is not for me like I'm not a fighter sure, right like sure. I'm like you can't I don't want to do that right 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 um felt good that's, but that's not like why I didn't but I'm like yeah that felt great but I'm like I don't have that in me right yep. I don't yep. have that and yeah, me too I, I love the training part of it right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I mean. That I, I tell people all the time. I'm like, oh, look at this killer. Like he's not even looking at anybody. He's just punching and destroying. I'm like, I don't got that. I'm not. I'm too old for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I love it. I love. I love everything about it. Um, I still have those. You know, you, you think, man, every now and then I still throw these around. Right? Sure, sure. Have a couple beers and yeah, convince yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, it's fun, and I. But I love watching the scene. I love the community that you guys are all building, and I. I think um, yeah, there's there. It's never been, it, it's never been better, and the athletes look unbelievable. It's crazy, hey. And now yeah. uh, the highlights from that one championship were oh, gnarly. Man, crazy. Yeah, crazy. And I can say like the first Muay Thai Cup that I went to. I think I went to the first one. 
Yeah, with Chris fought on. Yep. Yeah, to watch that to to the one championship or the, or the last Muay Thai Cup, the aggression, the yeah. fighters, because the I mean no slagging, but like you could kind of see there was tentativeness. You you can see that in some fighters where they're throwing combos at people, and then you watch these guys right now. Yes, and they're throwing knockout punches yeah. they're trying to destroy these right. guys hurt and and you can see the level just amping up right yeah yep. and uh that's what's really exciting about our our little community has these badass guys and the more they get comfortable with this and they just start keep throwing like that oh my gosh yeah like those highlights from one was was unbelievable oh man i uh i, I lost my mind a few times commentating those fights on the weekend lost my mind well just, it's that, crazy. I, yeah, sitting right there, you know, that's the best part. You're the fan right there, the biggest fan in, in yeah. town, and you're the commentator. It's great. And what you're doing for the community, man, you got to keep doing it. This community, you guys can keep growing something. You can all work together, keep highlighting everybody, because this is what we need, right? We can get yep. on get on the map, get a whole bunch of fighters out there getting seen. We, we need the scene to be seen by the whole global community not just one fighter at a time right we need everyone to be like what's going on in calgary what's going on in that surrounding area because if calgary pops off then we can bring people from red deer you know Mm -hmm. and and bring and so then all of a sudden alberta's popping off right that's right that's right and like it's really what how can the community work together right yes yeah Yeah. and it's finally finally feels like it's starting to come that way uh um because the reality is like this this is the hotbed for Muay Thai in Canada, right? The, the Calgary area right now. Thank God. Yeah. Thank goodness. Well, and my you backyard. came. So, uh, what I said at the beginning, we came so far. So I met you at the community center in Canyon Meadows. Yep. And all I could remember was trying to hang out at the end, so everyone would leave, and then we would talk fights. That's right. And I That's would, right. Or you, whether that or we would talk fight movies or yep. something. Right. As and I'm that, loading up my car with gear. And, yeah, yeah, and it's like right. this tiny little place, and now there's like Arashidos all over. You got this beautiful gym up in North. So look how far you've come. I appreciate. Yeah, man. It's I sometimes forget because you get caught up in what you got to do next, right? But uh, uh, I uh, yeah, man. I've had so many jobs. I used to I used to get like seven to ten T fours a year from the jobs I would quit and get fired from because I just wanted to go to the gym train. So. Yeah, you're right, man. It's it's fun to look back on that as an 40 year old man who doesn't look at the fighting part of it anymore, right? Like, like that's over for me, you know. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty darn cool. And and so and so, I guess kind of like you adding eight, starting on your knuckles, adding adding uh, eight pound weights. It's like, uh, well, it's time to start a fight podcast, right? Like it's it's just time to level up and. Uh, and initially it was with Chris, and uh, I understand it. It's that's no big deal. I, he's just he's just so quiet, you know. He he doesn't want to be that open, but but uh, just the, the amount of fights that we would talk, it just it just made sense, right? Let's 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 level up and do a new project here. Um, speaking of which, this whole this whole thing. So after you hurt your hamstring, it was there was a long time before like we had any communication. Maybe it was like here and there, and then. For whatever reason, we we some we contacted each other about social media, right? Like you, you need to start putting things out on social media and blah blah blah. And, and we had a couple like uh, meetings about social media and SEO and algorithms and all that garbage, right? But 
I was just too young to care. I'm like, oh, this is boring, man. It's just get drinking, you know, at, at, the, at some meetings. And, uh, but what happened was, you told me this is what I, uh, so I'm one of the kind of person that, like, if you, if you tell me this, um, that this is what I do, and this is how I can help, and, uh, you know, here's, here's the results. If I'm interested, I'm like, okay, well, you're the guy. I'll listen to you. So when I ask for advice, I genuinely take it, but I, one of my pet peeves is getting unsolicited advice. I absolutely hate it. But, but when I genuinely ask for help, I promise I'm listening. Um, and so you said you got to start doing that. And so I, I did. And I wasn't sure. Once in a while, I'd say, hey, I saw a Facebook post. And I'm like, no, shit, it worked. But more importantly, what happened was about a year, maybe a year and a half into it, uh, we started like really trying to create a proper website for the Calgary area and really be, get, get known better on Google and all blah, 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 blah. And uh, all of a sudden... Our, our sort of IT team, quote unquote, were like, how the hell are you coming up personally on so, uh, with your Instagram and your Facebook before our website? And I went, Rob, <laughs> all I did was what he said, just keep putting things up. But, and so because I was so active with the social media, my social media was showing up above our website initially. And I just, I just remember that. And I was like, I'm just going to keep running with it. And then we just kept in contact. And then, uh, and then I remember we went out for a beer or something with Chris McMillan. We started talking about this. We came out to your house and talked. And then it's just, I, I, I feel, it, I love this, but I got to tell you that a lot of this, besides the shirt and the logo and stuff, we, we've had quite a few talks. And there's times where I'm like, geez, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. And it's been you that's like, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't, don't stress it. Don't, don't do anything. Just, just keep going. Just keep doing. And I'd always leave here like, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's what I need to hear. And so a lot of this has become such a passion project that like, uh, I, you don't want to say you don't care if it builds. Of course I want it to build like crazy. But I'm just having fun. And, uh, I got to tell you, man, every time we talk, I always get that reminder, like, dude, just have fun with this. Like, who cares? It'll, it'll, it'll do its thing. Just, just go, just have fun. And, uh, I got to be honest. That's, that's probably my, my favorite thing about you, man, besides the logos and stuff <laughs> is, uh, is your demeanor and, and, and just who you are. And you've been a big a big, not just support of the podcast, but a big reason why this thing is still going, really. Well, so, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I believe in everybody should try their idea, even a little bit every day. You've been saying that for the past hour. I hope people hear that. Yeah, you know? well, like, like every, every little effort every day, you know, you, you got a dream. You may as well get it out of the way. If it, if it, if it didn't work the first try, that's not a failure. Failure is not real. It's called trying. Just yeah. try again. Eventually, it's going to catch on. If you got a small podcast, you want to do something, record one podcast. What are you going to do tomorrow? Put it on Instagram. What can you do the next day? Put it on your website. Right. Build a website. Sweep your floor. Call your accountant. Do your emails. Like All of that, every single day, can move your idea forward. Just like working out. We know to get better at left hooks, you got to throw lots of left hooks, gotta right? Put the miles on it. Yep. You got to put them in there to the point where it's just natural and it yep. just feels great. But I mean, with this, you you're really good at this. You're also a coach, right? Mm. So it's you have a lot to say. But then the other part about it is we have a lot for our our community. So yes. for me, I think you have you have a lot of value to not only just our podcast listeners, to me and you, but you have these young people that listen to you and look up to you and 
and are listening to these podcasts, which is more important than just how many people are going to follow it. Did we get sponsored today? Can we get Dana White? No, right, there's a right. young person listening, and you want to make sure what they're listening and what they're looking up to Jay for is he's out there trying and he's doing these things and they're cool. And it can get us all like a lot of it. But I, I wrote something down that I thought was very important that I wanted to say that our actions today inspire the generations of tomorrow. So you got to keep that in your head at the all times, whether it's chasing your dream, whether it's putting something out on social media, somebody's watching you. It's not in a bad way. There's a young person looking up to you and they're going amazing. I want to be just like them. Or they're like, wow, what a cool person that is. They're, they're out mm. there fighting. They're out there training real hard. They're doing a podcast. They're building a business. They run a gym. They're looking up to you. So I mean, the idea of just continuing this thing that you're passionate about, it must be real if you want to do it every day. It's yeah. like me. Like, I wanted to come to the gym every day. I just couldn't always get there. Sure. So I eventually started training by myself, right? Right. It's something I absolutely love. And I always say, like, if you need to reinvent yourself because you found something else that you love and you're... You just happen to be this one thing over here. Like if you just happen to be a great designer, but you love singing old country songs, it's totally okay. Okay, Rob, you can be an old country singer now, right? Yeah, yeah. You can put that aside. And even then, like when I when I think about this discussion and all that, it's not about reinventing. Just go do what you want. You know, mm -hmm. if you like it, just go do it. Yeah, you because know? you can be you can be broke. Being a podcaster, if you're already broke, being a ditch digger, right? That's right. You know? Like, <laughs> ah, that's perfect. <laughs> right? Like it, That's perfect. I, I was in the basement making wholesale shirts for people, and I wasn't making a lot of money. So I may as well open a store and not make a lot of money and just enjoy this a little bit more, yeah. right? Yeah. Not No offense, but it's just, you know, it's the same, right? Right. If, just do what you're happy to. The money's different. The money's a whole whole. That should never be any kind of driver. It's got to be because you the can result, be, I suppose. Hey, yeah, you can be unhappy anywhere with a lot of money. A lot of right? people are, but I'm saying, take that money, just chase what you're you're you want to do, even though you're not making money on it. Sure. So it's like that's the truth. Of why I love fighting so much. Why I love boxing. Why I love old stories. All the old fighters. Is because back in the day they would come from nowhere right. and be the guy out of nowhere. Now you got a lot of athletes that are like just YouTube stars, that got lots of money. If you got lots of money, you could be a great fighter. Give me all the money in the world. I'll probably be pretty darn good and inject me with all the stem cells and all sure, of that. Sure, sure. We're ready to rock. But I love the old story. You come from nowhere. Yep. So with your podcast, with everybody and the fighters listening. We're all from the middle of nowhere, and it's a great story, and be proud of it and chase it real, real hard. And, I mean, it's just trying. It's not failing. It's just trying. Just trying. Just trying, because once it's once you walk away, you're going to be like, man, I'm so glad I tried that, right? Yes. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't leave any regrets to it. And, and, and I would say for me, like, I've supported you nonstop because I believe it. I want to fight podcast. If you want something, find somebody and support them. Yeah, help yeah, them yeah. as much as you can. Make them a cool logo. Like if you got a skill and you got a buddy and you can you can amplify it. Like you're like, hey, what do you think of my logo? I'm like, why don't you just ask me to make it one? And and I know why you <laughs> wouldn't, but but I'm that I've been that guy for so long. That's why I'm like, let me do this for you. 
because I love this shit. Right. I love designing. I love fighting. And now I want to put them together. So why I would always support your brand is it's like I'm I'm putting my design on something meaningful, something I actually love. I can actually make it cool, and I can try to make it something I would wear, right? Mm. And that's what. So support your friends. Give them something. Exactly. Buddy, your buddies fighting. Buy them dinner one night, right? That's like, it. Yeah. You know your buddies over training so much. Bring them a bunch of water. Just like. Just do something to support your buddy's idea because sooner or later they'll turn around and do it for you. And that's, that's right. why you do this stuff, right? Yep. Yep. Nailed yeah. it, man. Nailed it. Um, and I thought everything you said is directly to fighters. Like, listen, if, if you're in if you're in Muay Thai or kickboxing for money, like you've been dropped on your head too many times. Like it, it's it's about the dream. It's about seeing things that you want in your own life. And that was I thought that was right up the, the alley, man. That was perfect. Um talking a little bit about fights. Can you give me? I don't know. I don't know how versed you might be on this. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. Can you give me You're your top three favorite fighters? Hold up. In let's call it. Let's call it a. Well, okay. Let's call it boxing. A stand-up martial art that has kicking or elbows, kickboxing, Muay Thai, something. Okay. And MMA. Is that something you like, can do? Okay. Yeah, but they're probably not too modern or, or active. Can they I don't do have to be. Okay. So my my favorite boxers are uh, Muhammad Ali. For is it for the typical reasons or do Mike you? Tyson? Okay. Yeah. And Roy Jones Jr. Ooh. That's a d- now I could go off the list and go sure. like Ricky Hatton and all these guys because I love grinders. Yep. I love grinders, there but I mean Mike Tyson was the era. I went to a pay per view um, at a Wayside Inn in Lloydminster, and I was like the only kid there. And my dad got tickets. Someone nice. from his, and so there was all these men there, humongous men, or, or so I thought because I was a little kid, sure. and we're waiting for Mike Tyson. We watch all the dumb prelims and. Or it's like waiting, and he comes and he knocks this guy's head off in like thirty seconds, and I've never seen that room jump so. Yeah. It was so exciting, and like to just to watch this guy and he would be feared, and it was just everything about it at the time. This was before the crazy, crazy Mike Tyson. Sure, came. sure. So watching that as a young man was like amazing. Yeah, and Vander Holyfield and all that. Muhammad Ali was something later. Obviously, it was because of Muhammad Ali, but yeah. I love. I just. Fell in love with who he was later. Yeah, about you know, all the like activism and yep. just being so proud. You should look up uh, "Rumble in the Jungle" by the Fugees and with Lauren Hill and Wyclef and um, Busta Rhymes on it. But listen to the, the the beginning of that song. He talks about why he wants to win the championship for all these downtrodden people in his community. Huh. Um, so he, that's why. But he was also amazing, so flashy that like, and when he was on, he was on the talking, right? yeah, man. And when he wanted to destroy you, that was it. And I know it's super controversial person to be called the goat because I've already talked about it in this shop too much. And Roy Jones Jr. was amazing, and like just like his defense, just back and forth, like he would just throw triple lead hook, put his head out, put his hands behind your back. And still make you miss and smash you. Yeah, James. And Tony. I love that. Like lead, he'd back up and then come back in with that left that right. Oh. Yeah, man. Uh, over the top, everything. I love it. Um, Muay Thai. I came up, or I would say, or kickboxing, is, or kickboxing. I know, um, but John Wayne Parr is my favorite. How? I, yeah, man. He's my favorite. Everything about him, I mean, he fought so long. He fought yeah. so many fights. Yep. He was just, he's kind of the outsider. I love the documentary uh, Touched by Venom. Yep, Blessed with Venom, yep. Blessed with Venom. 
Um, I didn't know he had spent so much time over there. I didn't Pretty know cool. that that's where he got his name, John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved that. I I got it. I I really and I really was just trying to learn Muay Thai um, about all the athletes, like because I was training and the Contender Series was, yeah. was on, and it was it was being played in. And it was the one with John Wayne and all of those guys, yeah. right? Shout out to Trevor Smandich. He was on that. Oh, man. And it was like, it was unreal. And it was just such an eye opener. And it was before they did the contender, the boxing one. But I just loved him. He's such a character. And I followed him on Instagram. And Always I loved smiling. how he was trying so hard. Um, I mean, I can be obvious and say uh, Bokau. Sure. Oh, just because of YouTube clips, he's the scariest human being. Alive. He changed the rules of K one. But I'm not an I'm not a Muay Thai nerd. I can honestly yeah, yeah, say um, Chris McMillan. And Why not? Jay. Mc- <laughs> you. Thanks. Whoa, man. <laughs> These are my favorite Muay Thai fighters. No, I mean <laughs> I I love it and I love the local guys are are unbelievable. It, it's crazy how good they are right now. And I'm not just gonna call out the people that actually like um, bought shirts for me, but like sure. I love watching Quinn. Oh, he's, bad dude. And, and Jake, yep. man, they're awesome. And so that's really been exciting to watch fighters like that that are really looking like they're having lots of fun with it. Yeah. And they're gnarly. Um, but yeah, I'll say Muay Thai is John John Wayne Parr. Yeah, man. He's yeah, my favorite. Course. I got really the most into to UFC and MMA. And um, so I was, re- I, I mean, I don't know who was ever my favorite. I just loved watching it. And, I mean, watching Anderson Silva in his day was like, was unbelievable. Yeah. I think right now I've fallen out of it because it's become such a humongous sport that it's almost kind of the stories are harder to yep. be part of it. Yep. And now you got all these crazy athletes that are just like lighting each other up and then they're on to the next fighter and then the championships, the champions are turning over. You don't have as many Conor McGregor's that That's are right. really building these big storylines. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's, it's been really hard to keep up with that yep. side. Yeah, me too. Um, boxing's been really interesting. That, sure has, man. Like, and it's all over the map, and guys come and go. That Ryan Garcia guy. Yeah, yeah. I watch, but I, but it's a lot of Instagram. Yep. People that bubble up to me. Yeah, yeah. But watching some of them are crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. He's he's bananas. Yeah. Canelo, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um. He's he's like all of that stuff has been really exciting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah boxing is really alive right now. And it's and it's strange with you got Jake Paul. Doing his thing, I don't or blame Tyson Fury. Even oh, is, has become like it's become again. I don't blame it. It's become mm-hmm. a bit of a sideshow. Yeah, but it's a circus again, and it's exciting to yep. watch. And it's got names. Yep, and I think that's what's fallen out of the UFC a bit. I agree. Right, I agree. Because um, you kind of just have your like this guy and that guy, <laughs> a really Russian name versus something else, or just boring. You don't have Rampage Jackson anymore. Right. You don't have your Iceman and you don't have a, a Connor McGregor type of person. I mean, that Patty guy's fun, but yeah. They yep. they they're all putting it on. You don't have right the old names and but I think that's the evolution of the sport. So I'm I'm excited to watch all of these. Yep. And I just try to just bubble it up and see what comes to my to my circle of social media i guess watch the next uh, uh knockout combo and hit the heavy bag after your 100 burpees with 10 pound weights <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> and truthfully i'm only saying that is like that was honest like it's a it's a it's a only way i'm i'm staying in shape but it's also a good way to stay mentally healthy and, yeah. and that's really been the m- main focus of my fitness is really just like you know keep Keep the demons away. Keep the darkness away. You get a lot of 
heaviness when you you know have a small business and you're taking care of you're taking big swings at the world you gotta make sure you stay fit and keep your keep your mind healthy right that's it man yep good call uh just before we finish up here do you have any uh uh, well, not that you teach, but we would call it if you're a coach or fighter or something, a student of the podcast. So, do you have like a person of the podcast? A person of the podcast? Yeah, someone you want to give a shout out to. Uh, I've already gave a shout out to, to my man, Chris McMillan, enough, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> He's the best. Tearing your hamstring and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still owe me one good spar- sparring session, I think. Hey, we should do that old school way. That's fair. That's I, fair. I was always going to hit the him camera. up for that. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, I'm going to shout out the whole uh, fight community that has reached out to me and, and, and um, we've connected over the years. And, um, Johnson's another one. That's right. That's right. Johnson Barzone, yeah. Fighters and, and Arashido for ordering shirts for me. But yeah, just cool to be part of this scene and, 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 and just from an outsider. But uh, I like being welcomed by these guys and I love connecting with them at the at the fights when I'm there and stuff like that. So yeah, fight out, shout out to this whole fight community in all of Calgary, every single source, boxing, Muay Thai, all the MMA guys, like we got to keep this scene going because seriously from Canyon Meadows community center to all of these great gyms with aqua bags and like professional fighters, a ring, you know, like, you know, like you were just bringing four tie pads to to the Canyon Meadows. (laughs) In my Jeep, yeah. So it's come (laughs) so long to all the people listening. You got a great opportunity in front of you. You got a responsibility. Um, Be cool to each other, support each other, you know, build a community um, as a whole and don't let, you know, don't divide it. Make it, because a rising tide floats all boats, right? That's it. And so... Support your community, grow your community, and yeah, be cool to each other. Awesome, man. And then when you fight each other, smash each other as hard as possible for old Sajak. Please. And, and, and yeah, I, I got to be honest. I'm a li- <laughs> This fight, this fight's going to come out with me losing my mind. I'm going to be embarrassed when it, it, yeah, you'll see. I got really excited when I saw two guys beat the absolute piss out of each other. <laughs> That's what this is all about. And, you know, the thing is, is like, I'm wearing my shirt. It says, I love to fight. Yep. And I try to tell my wife, I know, and people can talk about it, like, oh, Rob's into this, and I'm into a lot of things, but I love fighting. Nice. I can say it more, like, I'm a martial artist, but I love it. Like, I mean, it's everything. I've been wrestling my uncles since I was two years old, <laughs> and I've been fighting those guys. I've been fighting growing up in Lloydminster, and then once you learn how to do it, it's amazing. It's a recreation. This is what we do. Other people golf. Other people go snowboarding. We love to fight, and it's something we can do by ourselves. It's something we can shadow box. We can do this. It's amazing, and to love it, love it, love it, right? Yeah, love it, really. And that's it. Like, if you're in this, let's all love it. If you don't love it, man, well, it might not be your sport. Yeah, yet, you'll right? just get seeded, you know, weeded out eventually. Because <laughs> if someone who loves it will say, okay, I will fight you. Okay, I will spar you. You yeah. know, it's like that, huh? Yes, I want to try this. This yeah. is still fun. And yes, at this age, I would still be like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's just, let's do it. I talk too much. Right. I love this sport that much. So. June 17th, next Muay Thai World Cup. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll have my blood work ready. <laughs> awesome, man. Anything else before we're out of here, Rob? No, thank you so much for all your support, buddy. And I'm serious. Keep up this podcast. It's great. It's um, You're going to go a long way. Keep reporting on fights i think um we'll we'll get tsn noticing you and uh they're gonna you'll be the source for all things fight in oh my sweet baby 
that would be something. Uh, listen, every, everything you just heard is the reason why, Rob, I'm, I'm a massive fan of you and uh, everybody in the fight community. Rob is part of the fight community, so make sure you come out here to Turkey and Pistols, say hi, or just just interact with them on Instagram. It's uh, I just love even your Instagram, the records and everything, man. It's great. Uh-huh. I appreciate I appreciate your friendship and 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 everything that you do for this podcast and and me, man. I really do. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate the fight community. Uh, I'll come to your gyms and spar any of you if you'd like. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not wise words, sir. Come on, it's all fun, right? <laughs> Let's do this. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye bye.